1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
0: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office.
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: DIGITX.ca on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1233 at Edmonton. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers now sent you. Actually, I bumped into uh, our next guest uh, one night at uh, Roos Chris. Uh, Actually, was at a playoff game. Uh, we won't say who who the client was for you, uh, but he had a hell of a lot more money, Jerry, than you and me did. That's all we're going to say. The father did. So uh, Jerry Johansson is in studio from the Sports Corporation. How you doing? I'm good, Bob. You're yeah, good. yeah. Um, well, uh, where do we? You know what? Uh, let's let's just get this over with right away. Uh, so here's some of the clients that you have: Kerry Price, yes; Ryan Getzlaff. yes; Brent Seabrook, Yep. Sebastian Aho, yes; Braden Point. We're going to talk about Braden a little bit later on. Colton Pareko, yeah. Johnny Boychuk, Milan Lucic. So let's start with uh, Milan Lucic. Um,
1: have you have you seen him much this summer at all? Yeah, I saw Milan just the other day. We were at a golf tournament, and he looked great. And he's always in shape, so there's never a question with him on that. But uh, he's looking forward to this new opportunity.
0: Can uh, from an agent's perspective, can two when
1: one of your clients get moved? Can two organizations win a trade? Well, yeah, that's the hope. I mean, usually trades are—I always say—they're the best things because they're—they're they're a bit of a reset. You know, teams are going in different directions; they have different priorities. Their priorities change, so a trade is always—you know—whether it's junior hockey or pro hockey, um, you know, they're generally a good thing for the player and generally a good thing for the team. Um,
0: can you set the record straight? Did Milan at any point hard ask? To be traded out of Edmonton, or did you at any point, you know,
1: re- reach out to Peter and hard ask, meaning demand a trade to leave the market? No, never did, not even close to that. Okay, I mean, it was obviously things weren't working here, I think we all knew that, right? Um, so you know, when that's the case, we're we're, we're open to dialogue about how do we fix things. And, um, you know, Milan had said he always wanted to be part of the solution here, right? But if he's part of the problem, then you know, that's fine too. So, you know, um, when Ken came in. We had some really good conversations and, you know, everything worked out well with Calgary. I think you're going to see it's going to be a good trade for both teams. Yeah, well
0: and and, and in fairness, it wasn't going well for James Neal in Calgary either, the situation and how it was set up. Uh, He has an opportunity, like, he has an opportunity here to to knock it out of the park. He's a little bit different player than Milan and Milan might have a different sort of role. How much pressure do you think milan went through to try to maybe live up to the contract you know sign a seven-year deal six million bucks per year in theory to play in the top six you know most likely and in initially the thought like when when how much of it did, did the Oilers sell you and how and milan and uh, jerry and how much did the
1: did you guys sell you know peter and todd mcclellan at that time on milan well uh, you know it was an interesting time. Most guys aren't free agents, and right. that, that doesn't happen very often, actually. In, in our business, you know, most guys re-sign with the team they're on. Um, certainly, L.A. at the time was trying hard to re-sign Milan. But you know, Milan had a um, you know a close relationship with Peter, obviously, and uh, you know I wanted to see him here as well, selfishly. Right. Um, and you know it was a it was a pretty easy deal to do. So there wasn't a whole lot of selling. It was more just making th- sure we went through the process with LA, and uh, and really then the opportunity opened up, and a number of teams were involved. But uh, I think Milan really wanted to come here, and uh, he was excited at the yeah. time and it just the last year and a half just didn't work out and so now he's got a different opportunity a different job. exactly i mean i think the teams i mean one thing we do in our business we do we we were watching all the teams so we're not we're not really cheering for anybody but we're watching you know where they are in their in their process yeah and i think that you know the first year obviously it worked out really well and then things just changed a bit here, you know, yeah. not necessarily for better or for worse, just changed. And and when that happens, you know, sometimes a player isn't the fit that they were. And I think that was exactly the case with Milan. This
0: is a different generation, different era of players. Um, when you're dealing with your clients, and remember, they can fire you at any time and replace you. And, you know, when you're talking... I mean, what, what do you got? What, what are we talking? Usually, about two to three percent per player on a contract. Is that about right for most agents? Yeah,
1: three, three, three or four, probably. Three just, or four percent normal. Three okay. percent is probably standard in the industry. All right, so you got a guy signed at six million bucks a year.
0: That's one hundred eighty thousand dollars. Like that's so you've got to, you want to retain the client. How deep of honest discussions do you actually have with the client when the if he's not playing well or the fit isn't working? Because the natural assumption would be, well, they're always. I mean. You you have to always take the side of the person you're
1: representing, but you've also got to have some pretty honest dialogue at times, don't you, as an agent? Oh, well, I would say we have incredibly honest dialogue with our clients. I mean, we're really one of the few people that our players can trust outside of their family, right. and uh, in in terms of with our you know position in the marketplace where we sort of know what's happening uh they do trust us and you know and I would say all of our guys go through struggles whether it's when they're young which is very common um and then as they get into pro so I think there's an expectation that you're going to hit bumps and and you know we spend a lot of time communicating with our clients and their families and uh, I think as long as you do that that keeps you on the right track and you're you know the, I think mean, the guys we deal with are pretty solid citizens yeah I mean they're they're frankly easy to work with and as long as you're communicating with them and and you're educating them and you're educating the team sometimes so you're just when there's a when there's a glitch our job is to try and fix it from a sports corporation Edmonton based agent Jerry Johansson Jerry you had Brett Connolly as well how close was he to signing in Edmonton well he actually that was a real opportunity for him you know for all the reasons we both know yeah I mean this is an exciting team and you know, it was... Uh, there know, was it, a fit for a, pri- a guy roughly in that price point here? A hundred percent, for yeah. sure. And then, but but because Brett was a free agent, and, and frankly, he wanted to stay in Washington. Yeah. You know, they just wasn't, they're evolving in a different way. You know, yeah. they're getting more expensive, and they have to move out guys like Brett to make room for their stars and other, other pieces. So really, with Brett, you know, once he hit the market, we we were really interested in Edmonton but we just had to continue to do our homework with other clubs that had expressed interest and Florida stepped up with a deal that we you know Brett was excited to play in Florida and the deal was was real solid so you couldn't really say no to that. Did Edmonton get the four years in term? No, we never quite got there. You know, okay. we, we were sort of discussing it, then Florida jumped in, which happens a lot. You know, you're, 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 you know teams are kicking tires, you're having conversations, and then a team steps up with what you're looking for, yeah. and it's hard to say no. You know, they want an answer. So you, you don't want to drag that process out too too long when a team is sincere and says, hey, okay, I'll give you what you guys are looking for. Yeah. What's your answer? Yeah, we're joined by Jerry Johansson. So how many NHL players do you have total? I would think we probably about forty guys. Forty in guys, all I would say, and and you know, guys in every other league. Yeah, you know, they're anywhere they're playing hockey. We we have a guy. It seems. Yeah. Uh,
0: how extensive is your staff with the sports corporate? Like how many, how many different? I mean, I, and I guess you know we'll, we'll go there, and then I'm going to sort of get into the genesis of how you all got started in this. But you at one time, I know Rich Winter was a partner of yours.
1: He no longer is. Is that correct, or is he? No, I bought the company. Rich gave me an opportunity a long time ago. Well, I guess we'll get into that. he yeah. he's awesome. He he uh, he hired me right out of the blue. Uh, in we, I think I met with Rich for twenty minutes. and we were working together. So he's been great. Um, but just the evolution of our company, I ended up buying Rich out, and um, you know, so we. But we have quite a staff. I mean, my two key guys are Scott Bonner, um, who you know. And he's
0: he's two key guys. That's all good he is. 100%, so, yeah, so he's I, the yeah. former general manager. For the listeners that don't know, Scott was the general manager for what. 12, 15 years in Vancouver. Close to 20, actually. Close to 20 years yeah. of the Vancouver Giants. Okay, he's an Edmonton kid. Uh, his brother, Craig, is a scout for the Dallas Stars organization, Pro Scout in Dallas. He, too, was a general manager in the WHL. So he's he is he your key talent scout in terms of finding players, at
1: what age are we talking about that you start looking at guys? Well, oh, he's phenomenal. Yeah, Scott's just got. I mean, he's been doing this since he was probably 17 years old. Okay. Um, we met back in Tri Cities. He was our head scout, I think, at 18. Okay. So he's a, you know, he's a savant, a hockey okay. savant. He just. He's really knowledgeable. Uh, you know, he educates the kids um, on the process. He's current on everything that's going on. So, like I say to people, there's not a person in our business more qualified than Scott Bonner. Mm-hmm. so he's just an ace for us. And so he's your talent guy. Uh, you got Manny D'Souza that works for you. Yeah, Manny's incredible. And Manny and I have worked together for 20 years. Um, you know, Manny's just. Um, both these guys are underpaid, by the way. So don't you let that out. You should
0: never admit that on radio, I'm Jerry. Just saying,
1: don't tell anybody. Okay. But you know, Manny's. You know, he's a twenty year guy. He started off uh from scratch. Yeah. He was an ex-football player. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and uh just played for uh, played for the University of Alberta. He was a slot back. That's right. Yeah. And, and and just does a lot of our contracts, a lot of our contract negotiation, and just um you know is our CBA expert and is also in tune with our players. So the three of us, um, you know, we're sort of the... And we've got a great staff. You know, we have, you know, Dale Bowles and Rebecca and Sasha. They're all, you know, You our have offices. skills coaches and stuff that
0: you hire and all that kind of stuff?
1: We have camps. Yeah, we're really involved. We're really like a team, actually. We're very similar to a, to a hockey club. Okay. You know, we scout. Uh, we, we, you know, we have a, a farm system of players coming up. We, we spend a lot of time and a lot of money on development. So we're, like you say, you know, we've had Grant Point out, Braden's dad. Jerry Price is our goalie guy, which is awesome, Jerry's dad. Mm-hmm. dad. And when we bring in like Tim Turk and we do pep and we do all kinds of development things. So, um, you know, we're we're very similar to a hockey team that way. OK, we're joined by Jerry
0: Johansson. It's 1244 in Edmonton. We're going to take a quick time out when we come back. We're going to talk about uh, how he got started in the career and uh, some of the tough lessons that he's learned along the way. Some maybe humorous stories about some contract negotiations that have occurred. Oh, and in this and
1: we'll
0: but well, at some point, we'll get to where we're headed down the path in labor negotiation and maybe a discussion on Braden Point as well. This is Oilers Now.
1: This is Oscar Clefpon from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer on 630 Shed.
0: everybody. Uh, it is 1245 in Edmonton. Jerry Johansson from the Sports Corporation in studio. Oilers fans, if you're looking for a great sports weekend trip, you can join Oilers now in New York City this October. It'll be the Oilers first road trip of the year. You'll get tickets to the games against the Devils, Taylor Hall, P.K. Subban, and the New York Rangers, Capo Caco. Uh, as well as an opportunity to see the Dallas Cowboys against the New York Jets. This uh, Oilers Now New York package includes four nights at the Westin Hotel, a welcome reception with yours truly, plus parking at the Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. For the Oilers Now NFL Tour, call New West Travel at 780-432-7446 or go online at newwesttravel.com. Jerry Johansson from the Sports Corporation. So, Jerry, you were a Western Hockey League player. Uh, As I recall, um, you were willing. I don't know if you'd consider yourself to be tough. You racked up a couple hundred penalty
1: minutes a year, didn't you, back in the day when you played in the Western League? Well, yeah, I did, and I realized that there's a lot of tough guys out there. So, you know, I've always thought to myself, there's got to be a better way to make a... a When when were you in the Western League? What years? What years? I think it was 87, 88, 88, 89. So who were like was Toporoski, Terry Toporoski in the league at that time, or just, was just after you, or just after me? But like Todd Ewan was my teammate. Uh, my first year we had like Mark Recky, Bill Ranford. Yeah, so um, you were in New West at that time. Patty Janelle was our coach. We had a Darren Kimball, Al May. We had a quite a quite a crew there. So uh, you know, Dan Baker. Dan Baker might have been on the team. Dan well, Baker was on the team. Was yeah. on the. Oh, we got
0: to put it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to see. Dan tomorrow night after the Golden Bears football game at Pub 1905. I'm going over with Ian Herbert. So, uh, Bakes, uh, you got your free plug-in. Uh, uh, find me a good Chardonnay. Anyhow, I digress. Uh, so, uh, you, you played in the Western League and you saw the difference between, you know, you sort of, at what point did you realize, you know, at the end of your major junior career, did how
1: quickly did you get into the sort of agency business? Because you were an assistant coach, or weren't you, for a while? Or? Yeah, inter- well, interestingly, I played junior A. I played NCAA hockey. I, w- I was a year in Lake Superior, and then I came back when Patty got the job. Okay. I came back to New West for two years. I was the captain my last year. Okay. So, you know, I had a lot to do with the, the team, yeah. um, you know, sort of more so than just playing, I guess you could say. I went to UBC for a year, so I sort of did all of those things. What year were you at UBC? No, oh, 89, 90, maybe? Oh, John
0: Sexsmith and myself, what a broadcast game. I think the Bears played UBC in the playoffs. Well, eh? I only played half a year. I, no, I got play-
1: booted out, okay. so that's another story. But <laughs> but, uh, but, the next year, the team... <laughs> you mean the Deeds vacation list is yeah, what you said? Yeah, <laughs> I was not in the mindset to be a student, I don't think. Um, but uh, the team then moved to Tri-Cities. So okay. Um, The first year in Tri-Cities and it was a really small staff Um, They brought me down as assistant coach and which in those days was really assistant everything, right? Um, So yeah, I would just be the first guy in the office and there were no cell phones So you just I just answered the phone and uh, next thing you know, I had a whole who was the head coach at that time uh, John Oliver, okay? Now where was Brian Maxwell? Brian was in Spokane. Okay, yeah, that was our big rival. Obviously, right. we had. Did you not? I think I asked you about this once before. Did he? Did he not? Uh, did you guys not
0: have a little bit of a tete-tete? A little dust
1: up? Yeah, we were. We were. That's when Gary Tarbarowski played because our guys were a little. You know, they were pretty tough, and we actually had a pretty tough team too, and it was a rivalry. So Brian and I got in. We became really good friends after. Actually, it was funny, but I'd, I was I was an idiot back then, so I don't know what I was thinking. But, but well, did fun. Didn't he? Didn't he hit you? Like, well, what? I was kind of waiting for him, and then. And the security kind of got in, and it wasn't much. It was, okay. it was more, it, it, you know, I guess style points. We got high marks for that, but in terms of substance, because there's
0: actual like you get interviewed after or something like that. And I, for the listeners that don't know, that don't uh, the Spokane Chiefs in 1990-91 won the Memorial Cup that year. That was arguably one of the toughest junior teams in history. Uh, Kerry Toporowski fought 96 times that season. And yeah. to paraphrase Bob McKenzie, who worked on the TSN broadcast at the Memorial Cup that year, he went 96-0. and And I remember the Memorial Cup was in Quebec, and they had a line brawl, and Kerry just took apart this... Big, strong wrestler out of the Quebec League, and I mean, so he a
1: seriously tough guy. And there was a lot of tough guys. One of the nice things to, to you know, move forward, but the, you know, the fighting it's gotten so much safer yeah. out there because it was a little dangerous, and we all laugh about it like, haha, but it was dangerous. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I've had some buddies, obviously Todd Ewan, and a few of these guys right. have struggled, and right. I completely understand why. it was yeah. uh, it was a, wasn't a healthy way to to make a living, frankly. Yeah, it was hard. So you worked how long with uh, Tri Cities uh, before you? Uh, you bumped into Rich and Rich offered you a job? Well, I I was there the better part of six years. I, I coached for three, basically, and then Bob McCammon came in as our general manager. So then I became his assistant GM. Okay. And I did all sorts of crazy stuff, but I was recruiting a lot. In those days, you could sort of, you know, go after guys all over North America. So I was... You know, dealing with Europeans and and I was heavily recruited I think I was maybe one in 20 but um, but then we you know we left try we all you know they sort of changed management and uh, I really didn't have a job frankly I was so we're talking like working.
0: 97 98 and or 98 99 and around there
1: yeah I'm thinking yeah probably 94 I okay think we're maybe 95 my okay. dates are a little rusty but but yeah and then Scott Bonner who was has been my friend since forever right and uh and and we'd worked together forever we'd been working in during that period of time for a number of years he went to Camus a bit but we kept in touch and he literally i just about got a job in the newspaper business and uh, scott phoned me and said you know you need to go see rich winter in edmonton and i was in the states and i'm like why he goes just go do it and so i usually now what i've learned with scott i just do what he says i don't ask questions so i came up met with rich Rich had, you know, one of the biggest books in our business at the time. He had all the Czechoslovakians at the time, um, you know, with Hasek and Bondra and a bunch of guys coming in. We had a a prolific recruiter who's passed, but Miro Hanisch was just an ace. And then I... um, I uh, started with Rich that day. I think the very next day I drove to Fort McMurray and met Chris Phillips. So that's how I know when I started. I don't know, whenever Chris Phillips was 15, that was my first year. There we go. We're joined right now by uh, Jerry Johansson. You talked about uh, procurement and recruiting.
0: I mean that's the, and that's why you've got Scott and you guys have got it. I mean one of the things you guys did is you built out sort of the Western Canadian side for uh, for Rich during the uh, Sports Corporation days throughout the late nineties and into the early two thousands. Is that a fair assessment? Not to not I mean Rich did represent some Western Canadian guys, but you, you that was sort of your guys' area to help grow the company. Yeah,
1: for sure. Rich didn't have very many Euro, uh, Western Canadians actually. I, mean, I think Dennis Peterson maybe one or two, but he was so busy with Europeans, he yeah. was he was you know he was busy. So yeah, and I knew nothing but Western Canada so I just happened to know where all the players were and I you know it was sort of a seamless transition. So
0: how did you get Carey Price?
1: So maybe give us an example because there is a guy
0: that uh, you know Almer Benning God rest his soul Uh, you know, because Carey Price came out of Anaheim Lake, like I've been there and there's not a lot of guys that can say they've been to Anaheim Lake before. And his dad flew him, flew him, uh, into, was it Quinnell or Williams
1: Lake to go play at his like 14, 15. So how do you develop, how do you get, how do you bird dog that player? Well, in those days, um, you know, the, we were recruiting after the Bantam draft. So the, the kids were already drafted, and then we were starting to make contact with them. So it's kind of a funny story because I had been, um, thanks to Johnny Boychuk, who introduced me to Ryan Getzlaff because they sat together in the dressing room in Calgary with the hitmen. Um, I had met Ryan. I got to know Ryan and his and his family, and Ryan was kind of a late bloomer. So yeah. he sort of showed up as a 16-year-old, and he looked like he does now, like he was awesome. Yeah. And so every agency was, was approaching this guy. It was, a, it was, you know, probably they had, I don't know how many meetings they must have had, at least a dozen. So I had been, you know, working on recruiting Ryan for a while, and uh, as it turned out with Kerry, I just drove up to Williams Lake and uh, made contact and met with Kerry and his dad at the golf course. And literally we probably met for an hour and a half and they hired me on the spot. We shook hands. Um, I would drive back to Edmonton because in those days I didn't fly anywhere. Um, as I recall, I stopped at the McDonald's because as you leave Williams Lake, you lose cell service. And I was returning, Steve gets last phone call. And uh, he, he was giving me an update because we were getting close, they were getting close to a decision. So I phoned him and Steve's a great guy. Uh, he's a friend of mine to this day. And I said, you know, hey, Steve, where are you at? And Steve said, We're narrow- we've are we narrowed it down to two uh, agencies, you and Newport, which was my big competitor, still is. And uh, Steve goes, I'm leaning towards Newport, and Ryan's leaning towards you. And I, if you knew Ryan, I said to Steve, so I like my chances. And he laughed and said, yeah. So basically, I went to Williams Lake, and I ended up getting Carey Price and Ryan Getzlaff on that same trip. So. And, and so one guy makes $10.5 million a
0: year, and one guy makes eight point six or something like that,
1: and you help grow those guys out as
0: players. williams is one of my favorite cities. Yeah, I, I guess so. There you go. its uh twelve fifty five in Edmonton. Milan Lucic, a little bit different, because he was another later bloomer for you, right?
1: Like, he was not, was he
0: even a WHL, uh, he was not drafting the WHL Bantam draft,
1: was he? No, that's a great story, too. Like, this is, you know, one thing about our business is, I mean, some of these kids get, you know, uh, identified early, and they're yep. they're really good. But you know what you learn is you know, and some of those guys for sure are players. Um, but you know, they, these guys like Colton Pareko, Milan Lucci, they come from all over. Right. But same thing. Scott was uh, the GM in Vancouver, and he said, "We just listed this kid. You should talk to him." And he was playing junior B hockey at the time. So I'm kind of scratching my head, going, "Really?" Uh-huh. And I talked to Gary Seabrook, who yeah. was coaching him. Yeah. And or ran the team, and that's uh, Brentstad. Brentstad, Delta Ice Hawks, and I phoned Gary. I said, "What about this Lucic kid?" And of course, Gary would know I was calling, and he, he was like, "Yeah, hundred percent, Gary. You should talk to this guy." And and then Milan just was a rocket ship. He went to Junior A for a few games, and then. You know, he made the Giants as a 17-year-old, right. and he was in the NHL at 19. Yeah. So I mean, it's just when these big fellas get going, sometimes they take off. All right. Well, that's one end of the spectrum. We got about two minutes
0: here. I, I'm going to bring up Ian McDonald because mm-hmm. you talk of there's a guy who his father was uh, drafted by the Oilers in the WHA, Brian McDonald, and Ian was a, a phenom at 12, 13, 14, and I think he was the third overall pick in the WHL Madam Draft, and you guys got him. He didn't have an NHL career. Probably could have played in the American Hockey League coming out of the U of A, but ended up going over to Europe. But you stayed in contact, I know, because you reached out to me over at the university for at least the first three years that he was there. So in some cases, they don't always go to the NHL, do they?
1: Well, I think what we try to do is, I mean, all of our young guys we recruit, we just want to get them their education, make sure that they have a a good, safe career and and that they, you know, they understand what the path is. And and if you do that, a percentage of your guys will play in the NHL. You just never know who they are. So, you know, we take a lot of pride in sort of looking after all of our guys and uh, a number of them seem to always move on.
0: You played uh, in the NCAA, left and then went to major junior hockey. For the parents listening right now, I'll give you eight minutes to think about this. We're going to discuss it when we come back at 1:05. I'm going to ask you about, uh, you know, how you sort of work as a family advisor for uh, the kids, sort of going geared towards NCAA, and then versus kids going to major junior. We'll also ask you your thoughts on the current CBA negotiations, or what you could share, and we'll wrap up with uh, Braden Point. It's 12:57 in Edmonton. We're joined by Jerry Johansen from the Sports Corporation. One of the, he's, he's you heard him. I mean, he. He's, he t- used the term books. Well, he's got one of the biggest books in the business right now. Off to a global news, weather, traffic update, Carrie McCarthy. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Ched. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. It's 105 at Edmonton, Bob Stoffer offer. Brendan Escott with you. Letters now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Hugh Porter, big fan of Tyson Berry is Hugh Porter. Uh, at Digitex, don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Digitex, your all-in-one convenient location at digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. We're going to get to some text for our guest in this hour block. Uh, Jerry Johansson's in from the Sports Corporation. We've got a bunch of some pretty interesting questions. Uh, Heartland Ford with over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory. They're one of the largest volume Ford dealers in Alberta. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. You can reach us on our, our River Cree Resort Casino hotline as well. It's 780-496-0063. I, uh, I've asked you this before and i always get the the two uh, you you uh, don't have Kirby Dock is that right? Our partner David and Michael K do in South. Okay, oh, so they, you do have Kirby Dock. Kirby and his brother. Colton, okay. yes. So my prediction is uh, Colin Priestner, Dan Tencer probably won't like hearing this, but uh, I think he's going to get a very long look at Chicago. Do you guys get tipped like this? Would Stan Bowman say to Kirby after development camp? Uh, hey, uh, you know. Would they they tip you guys off? Generally
1: not. Well, generally we wouldn't ask. I mean, what you're trying to do in those situations, you're trying to get the coaches to like to trust the kids. So Stan sort of, gives them the opportunity throws them in the mix but ultimately the coaches have to see value in keeping a young player so right. you know the smart thing is to kind of hang back you talk to the gm a little bit but the fact is they don't really know and they have 10 games so they probably give a guy a long look and you yeah. sort of just keep your fingers crossed
0: well the story uh, did you guys you didn't have mark mcdiel did you no. Okay, so he's an Edmonton I mean, the story I got told in Chicago with Mark McNeil was that from day one, Jill Quenville was not a fan. And you need to coach on board if you're a young player, which is going to bring us to our next question, our first one of the questions we've got here, Jerry, for you. You can tell, And by the way, I like Kirby Doc a lot. I just told people, I don't know if you heard it on the drive-in, I just said... He's going to get his eight or nine games in Chicago. And I. It, it, to me, it would not surprise me if it was longer than eight or nine games. He's right. just... He's a good player and a great young guy. Like he's he, hes he looks like a pro right now off the ice. Well, and that's the thing. He was the Jean Beliveau of the draft this yeah. past year. Like, okay. when we... You know, the American kids were really confident... Some might say a little too confident. Others would say, you know what, hockey guys got to relax, and it's a different generation era for players. Let's go to list. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. Uh, this is a bit of a, it might be a little bit of a difficult question for you to answer. But, Bob, what does Jerry Johansson think of,
1: yes, a agent and how they handle the Paul Yarby situation with the Oilers? Well, I would say, you know, first I'm saying it's hard to judge from the outside. I mean, you're not involved in it. Right. So, you know, and I've dealt with a lot of Europeans and and there, it's a little trickier for them because for two reasons, one, they're culturally coming to a completely different, you know, part of the world and they can go home, you know, there's that element. So, um, I think what our, if I were to look at our Finnish guys, for example. And
0: you now, you bought you bought in, you bought the old Don Basley group, is that what? Yeah,
1: Miko and Yuka, they're, they're they're aces too. So they're you've correct. got several Finnish, like you've got Sebastian. What other Finnish players do you have? Uh, uh, Sammy Vatnin, um, uh, Joel Armia. Okay. Um, so we have a really solid group of Finns. But, but I know what they do is they're very careful about when they send players over. So mm-hmm. what we have is a lot of teams want to bring a player over, and these guys will say, nope. He's not ready, he's gonna play another year, so they're very aggressive like that. And then when they do come over, you know, we do spend a lot of time making sure they get settled. Most guys do, but um, you know, there it's, it's, a, it's a big transition.
0: Now, did you guys, I mean, you came up with the sports career corporation when Rich had all those check players? Who was uh, you guys had like an interpreter
1: and an English teacher and all that kind of stuff, right? Back, oh, I, I placed more. Europeans in the CHL import draft than any human on earth, for sure. Yeah. Because our Hennish was, like I said, he was prolific. So every year, I had like a dozen guys. Yeah. And so we, we did had a lot of that. It was had a lot of experience. Who was... Who was you're, You had an Edmonton-based interpreter, right? With, uh, yeah, Paul Billy. Paul, yeah, Billy, Paul Billy, yeah. Billy was an excellent. He was... Because yeah. uh, in those days, the, they came over, they didn't speak English. Right. And uh, now, of course, they all do. And, right. And uh, it's amazing, but they didn't speak English and they didn't have equipment and we were really, don't you know, there's a lot of work to do to bring them over. So we'd bring them over early, get them acclimated. They didn't have bank accounts. They, you know, they didn't have cell phones. Well, there were no cell phones, I guess then. But there, there was some, there was some work to be done. Yeah, Paul Belly's daughter, Caroline Belly, uh, lives here in Edmonton. Married Shoot. to Jamie Bowen, who's one of the best lacrosse players
0: the city's ever seen. So uh there you go. And I grew up with uh, Ian Gallagher, That's right? right. And you've got yeah, Brendan Gallagher. Yes, Ian he was a, a hard note. Ian yeah. was not as good a lacrosse player as Jamie, but he was tougher. <laughs> he's a tough guy. He still is. He's a he's a great man. Yeah. Uh, he now. How many of your players does he, he does the Giants training, or does he when you
1: guys do your camps? Is he one of the guys you bring in for? Uh, we we do. Yeah. Actually, he owns the Delta Academy. Okay. Uh, they own a rink, an arena, four four sheet arena in in uh, in uh, Delta. So yeah. It's a big operation. So he's. So one of the things you would have suggested.
0: So with Poli, we two issues. Number one is when when he came over because you guys didn't let Aho come over the first nope. year. Sebastiano, oh, right? Yep. He, he went back to Finland for a year. Uh, and then the other thing is a concerted effort on the part, not just on the team, but on behalf of the agency
1: to get the player acclimated to... You're trying to put a little fires, you're trying to make sure that the player understands what's happening, and that, that and teams are busy, they've you know, they got a lot on their plate, so our job is to make sure we're engaged with the club to make sure that you know those small things are dealt with. And I'm not saying that didn't happen with Poliarvi I, I really don't know, but that's an important part of the process. All
0: right. Do you think Sebastian Ajo and Carolina
1: could have success with, yes, a polyharvia? Well, I know I talked to Sebastian about him. He always liked him. He, he he you know he knew how to play with him. I think well, Sebastian's just his IQ's off the charts. Like he's right. a highly intelligent player. So, but he he always liked Jesse. We talked about him quite a bit. And uh, you know, act, funny enough, Jesse's playing. Um, Sebastian's father is the GM in Carpet. Which okay. is arguably oh, for sure the best run team in Finland and maybe the best run team in Europe. Like it's an excellent organization. So he's in good hands there. Okay. Um, for the short term at least. Jerry Johansson joining us from the Sports
0: Corporation. NCAA versus Major Junior. How do you handle that conversation with. So you go out and you mentioned before you used to, uh, you know, you, the bottom draft is when you start. Now you're actually. Targeting some kids before the,
1: the, the... probably a year before the year before, yeah, okay. because there's so much happens in the bottom draft. Like it's it's actually pretty stressful. There's a lot that goes on, and so I would say you know the the NCAA option we talk right out of the right out of the gate with families about that option. Um, and I would say it plays out. You know, there's a percentage of our kids that just aren't interested for whatever reason, so that's just fine. They're going to go to the Western Hockey League. Um, then there's a a big portion of these kids that are so good. They just can't say no to the Western Hockey League because they, they the one thing about the Western League is they have a great program, a great scholarship program, and you're allowed to sort of start with them right away. You know, you sign, you can play games, you're practicing. So there's an opportunity right in front of you. And the NCAA is sort of hurry up and wait. You know, you have to yeah. give yourself a couple of years. Maybe better for smaller, late bloomers. Is that a fair assessment? Well, generally speaking, yeah, like the Colton Parecos of the world that didn't have the option, and by the time guys figure it out that he's pretty good, he's already... You know, out of the barn. He also grew from play. five foot nine to six foot, foot. four? That played a factor, Jerry. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And some of the kids need a longer runway before they're to give themselves a better chance at, at playing pro hockey. And that's a good. That's a good way to go.
0: Compared to twenty years ago, how different are today's parents?
1: You know what? They're more similar. I'd say they're very, very similar. I mean, Bro- twenty years ago, the only the biggest difference was when we showed up at the door, they didn't really know anything. So we were telling them we I mean we spoke to this guy we spoke to that guy here's what we've heard and that was you know, that was interesting for them. Now, these poor parents, there's way too much information out there. Everything's a business, every team, every training program, um, and there's rankings. And so they're inundated with this information. So really, we spend our time telling them, well, don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Just focus on this. So, so it's the, a little different, but the parents are great. So if the team, uh, you know, wishes one kid a happy birthday,
0: but there's a 15-year-old guy that's in the organization, they miss his birthday. That's well, the
1: Twitter world inside. I'm not, I don't have no. I don't know anything about Twitter. You've got a guy experience. that does and your Twitter. Do, yes, we do, yeah. and, it's, and it's important. But they, you know, these guys are just over, it's information overload. Because
0: right now. Alan Walsh is out there as an agent, and he's frankly a Cerbic in terms of his approach at times, and you know, yeah. goes after Gary quite a bit, and you know, and and some would say you need that element in, in terms of the NHLPA. You're a much more subtle uh, guy in that. Like i you, you're not actually. Have you ever actually ever tweeted? anything?
1: Never, never, never. If, if someone sees a tweet from me, it wasn't from me, because I don't even really know how to do it. But, right. Uh, but I, I've learned a long time ago that, I mean, we're in the relationship business, and, you know, when you're talking to general managers, um, it's really important to have a relationship with them, and that's always built on trust, and so I, I keep those things very private. So, so how you at right now uh, with the 31 general managers in the league? in pretty good shape? I think so, yeah. I guess it also depends how good your player is. Right. Find The better player, the better the relationship, I'm, I'm teasing. But these guys, you know, they're all a little different. And they all have different stressors. It's a big job running a team. You know, there's so many moving parts. So if you understand that, it's you know you're you're communicating with them properly, and I, I think that that's part of the part of the trick of our business.
0: Uh, Carolina.
1: Sebastian Ajo, Montreal. That that unfolded. You told us that, that happened pretty quickly, didn't it? It did come together quickly. Yeah, I say, you know, if you talk about offer sheets, it's not something you really plan on at all, you know, but Montreal certainly needed a centerman, and they were, you know, they were, they took a took a run at him and, you know, hey, it's it's one of the risks. I mean, there's a lot of talk about offer sheets, but as you see they're not that they're not that easy to get. And so yeah. it uh yeah, it was just part of the business, just sort of a you know, an interesting twist. Um, Does
0: that change the relationship with you in Carolina? Like uh Don Waddell is back there as a gym, but we all know that the owner in Carolina is driving a lot. I mean, if you all you needed to do is watch him on the floor of the draft. And he was, you know, He was hustling. I mean, first of all, he's the only guy not out there in a suit. So he was pretty noticeable.
1: Well, I like I like Tom actually. He's a you know he's a he's a successful guy. He's really interesting, and yeah. he's learning the business too, right? He's just he's yeah. only been around for a year basically. So, um, and 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 I do think Don Waddell has uh, a lot of influence in the organization. Paul Kropelka is their assistant. He was a longtime agent and a buddy of mine. With the so, with your Group, right? Yeah, it's a little bit like hockey. I mean, you might get into a fight, but that doesn't mean you hate the guy. You just sort right. of move on and uh, and next player, next guy up. And if someone told me once, if you're going to work in hockey, you better have a short memory. Right. That's well, good advice. Jerry
0: Johansson from the Sports Corporation. Uh, when we come back, we're uh, going to ask him uh, a bit about where things are. We're going to ask him about dealing with specific GMs because we have this perception of personalities. Uh, we'll ask him about uh, potential CBA stuff and wrap up with an update on Braden Point. Uh, it's 116 in Edmonton and this is Oilers Now. CA.
1: This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Ched.
0: The understated Jerry Johansson. He's got one of the biggest books in the business. Uh, There are some agents out there that are uh, high profile and uh, like to get in people's faces. And then there's guys that uh, perhaps know the true art of the
1: deal. So on that note, uh, Brian Burke, what was it like dealing with him? Well, you know, Brian. He's sort of like his personality, he's he's honest and uh, he's a smart guy. He knows his business, and he 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 play. You know, he he manages the motion, which you have to you know appreciate. And, and at least you know with Brian, when you talk to him, you know where you're where you're sitting, which is kind of refreshing actually. What was? The, did you get to know Peter Sorelli at all? Yeah, over the years, yeah, Peter is very professional. Uh, you know, very easy to talk to. And a former and agent himself, right? He worked at Octagon. That's where he got a start before he went to the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, and Peter was a real straight shooter. That way, he would you, you could communicate. He was a good communicator when we would get on the phone. He was clear. Yeah. So again, you know, pretty easy guy to deal with. Um, if you had to hire a current
0: NHL general manager, let's say you inherited two billion dollars and you're running a company, if you had to hire one GM to do that, who would it be? Well, without question, I'd hire Scott Bonner.
1: Really, 100. percent You'd hire yeah, Scott in a second. You're going to lose Scott Bonner if this guy. I know, <laughs> I know. Don't you know? But but I mean, hey, Ken Holland, you can't beat this guy. I mean, he's you, know, you can if you if you take five GMs who've done the best job in our recent history, you he'd be on your. See, so on one. the app.
0: younger fans would say, well, he doesn't understand analytics. Detroit didn't make the playoffs the last two or three years. They 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 hit on some picks, missed on some others. Others of us might look at the long-term body of work and say, well, they had a pretty competitive team for basically three decades.
1: No one underestimate his, his, his style is excellent, too. I mean, he's just a hockey guy, and I think he's going to be patient. I think patience is uh, something that we need here in Edmonton. Um, yeah. It's not an easy fix, but the team is probably better than we think right now. So, it's, Think so? Yeah, I think you got a captain holding the wheel that knows what he's doing. How do you handle, Jerry, when
0: people say, well, geez, I can't believe they were able to trade Lucic? How do you handle that as the guy that represents
1: uh, Milan Lucicinan's situation? Well, like I said, I really respect the fact that people are, are passionate hockey fans. And unlike most businesses, everyone sort of has an opinion about hockey and uh, so i just listen i try not to dig down too much because i mean you 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 pay your money you watch it on tv you're you're allowed to have an opinion so you know it's a sign of a of a a good hockey market when people care yeah so regardless what a great political response
0: that was well it's true
1: i mean it's uh you know it's it's important that people are engaged and so whether they love you or hate you i mean it 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 Ebbs and flows, it changes. Yeah. Milan, I think, is going to have a really good year, and yeah. and we'll be talking about something different.
0: Uh, so Brendan Gallagher, fifth round pick. Uh, and I know that. Did you guys have Ben Gallagher, by the way? Did you represent him as well? That's no. Okay. So for the listeners that don't know, Ben Gallagher's father uh, is loaded. He was. He, does he got Portland? Does he own the Portland Winterhawks? Yes. Yes. Okay. And when Florida drafted him in the third round, I, I, I thought because I'd gone, as you know, to Tamblingi and said, "Hey, we gotta, we gotta take Brendan Gallagher." And Steve so basically looked at me and said, "I know Vancouver better than you." And so I'm like, eh, "Okay." Fair enough, Whoops. and Whoops. <laughs> but you know, and I wanted the orders to take him in the fourth. Um, I was sure of all of the small players out there. That was the guy, and and maybe it's because you know I knew the dad a bit and just knew how driven the kid was.
1: I was sure he was going to find a way. It was, it, you were right on that cuz he, he like Ian is a uh, has been an unbelievable sort of mentor for Brennan and cuz Brennan's consistency is just off the charts. Goes like, to where you got to go to score like he trains like that. He right. lives his life like that. Like he's so focused and you know, but it's hard to project and Have view. you ever had a guy you were sure
0: was going to be an impact
1: like was going to be an NHL guy and he didn't ma- Oh yeah, lots of Pavel Brendel. Remember him? Yeah. I got 70 Three goals, I think, as a 17-year-old, 73, fourth overall by the Rangers. I saw him in uh,
0: Regina. We were going in for Sportsnet. It was the day Stewart got traded. Uh, or no, 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 it was. Anyways, Cal, he was playing. with Calgary. He scored two shorthanded goals in 25 seconds. He beat nine guys on the two goals. Yeah. He's a, he's like it was unbelievable. Now, they were offensive guys that were on the ice. He was right. But on on one goal, he beat four guys. And on the next goal, he beat all five guys yeah. on the ice. Like it was Phenomenal
1: just... Phenomenal player, yeah. So, there's, so lots, there's, always, there's always surprises. That's one of the fun things about our business, good or bad. There's always something happening you don't really know. Okay. So uh,
0: that's uh, Berkey a little bit different. Um, Scott Housen said to me when he was GM at... Uh, Columbus, he said that the sign of a good general manager or a sign of a good agent is when you do a deal with them, you don't finish the deal frustrated. You're like, oh man, that guy took every possible scent he could in this deal. And you know what? i got to think twice about doing the deal. He goes, the guy that wants to do a deal where the club wins and the player wins, that's a guy that's always going to I'm always going to answer that guy's call. Because sometimes you're not selling the player he really needs. Sometimes you're selling a guy at 700000 bucks trying to get him
1: a you know, yes. a one-way ticket in August. Right? I mean, like... It, we spend a lot of time looking at team situations. So before we start negotiation with the club, we generally know what they know. Okay. So, I mean, and you have to appreciate that. I mean, they can't do things they can't do. Yeah. So if you're, you know, if you're trying to get something you know they can't do, it's going to be a frustrating conversation. And so we're generally, we, we understand what elbow room they have. I mean, sometimes we project a little differently. Yeah. You know, sometimes our priorities time-wise are a little different so you know but I mean it you know the point is we're, we, you know I say we get hired to get deals done so our job is to you know get the fish in the boat and we, we've done a pretty good job how many players it's August 29th today
0: how many how many guys that were in the NHL last year are looking are that you guys have
1: that are looking for a job we're pretty much wrapped up now I mean, you got everybody yeah guy. we're close uh you know we'll, we'll get maybe a tryout here or a our Do you have moral? we have joe we're, we're not there yet but we've been you're we've been working through darn it close. Great. yeah he's he's a I, he's a perfect guy he's in that right in that sweet spot for defenseman. he's learned a lot he's so really he's a third guy. pairing guy that you're looking a five six seven guy that you're looking at, or are you looking for something better than that for him well, we're looking for, we're, we're, we're sort of open. I mean, I, one of the things you learn, too, is you don't close off, don't get too narrow in your in your expectations right. because, you know, you never know what might be the best fit. And so you, you, we have an open mind. We've had some good dialogue with teams, so we're, we're getting there. Okay. Uh, two final questions, as promised, uh, about a minute and a half on both. We'll start with the CBA.
0: Um, there's been some battles along the way. You're a deal maker. That's your reputation. What would your, when you guys have your NHL PA meetings with Don, what would how much do you speak up during those meetings and where's your headspace at with where the
1: business is at? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, Don's, I think, a, a really competent guy leading leading the PA. And um, We've okay. had our history in yeah. the PA, as we all know. So, I mean, I think he's done a really good job. Um, I mean, Don's job is to work for the players. Yeah. You know, we're, we're sort of an odd situation. We're sort of in the sidecar of that thing. So, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're involved, but not. So, really, I get most of my information from our guys. Okay. And our guys are, you know, are very comfortable with Don, and, and, and I think he's done a nice job. And, and, again, I think when you get into these negotiations, no different than a player both sides are trying to make a deal right and so as long as that's the case I think you always give and take on something are are you more positive than maybe the last couple times that we were this far out well I just think how many times can you lock out players yeah. Like you know, at some point it's embarrassing as a as a professional as a sport. Like right. really, like you know, it's it's sort of a joke. Yeah. So I think it, I, you know, and I and I think that Don wants to get a deal done, and Gary does. I think there's things you can give each other that make things work. I think there's always the case, and so as long as someone does, it doesn't get hunkered down in a in a bunker, yeah, ready for war. I think you know, generally things get done.
0: All right, uh, we teased and teased and teased. You've got Braden Point. He's do res- you have any other restricted free agents? Just pointer right now. Just pointer. So you had Aho, you had points. You had two of the biggest. Um, Tampa Bay is a really good team. They don't have a lot of cap space, uh, at least...
1: I mean, I don't know how much they got off the top. What, they got about $6 million? They got some m- money this year. Next year, they get tight there. They get tight they, with Vasilevsky signing. So they they tighten up a little bit. Like any good team, it's sort of normal. Court. He's your tr- good, you're good, you should be tight to the cap. It, you talk to coaches around the league, and they'll say
0: he's the driver on that team. I mean, this is a team that's got Kucherov and Stamkos. I mean, Kucherov led the NHL in scoring. So do you have to get an eight-year deal with him right now?
1: No, I think we're pretty open-minded. I, 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 again, this marketplace is really interesting. You know, it's changed over the years, you know, different things. This is one where... Are you close right now with them at all? No, nah, well, we've had lots of dialogue with Tampa. I wouldn't characterize it in any way, really. I We're not, I, you know, we're not... Close to a deal, but we've had some good dialogue, and I think everybody's to some degree waiting a little bit. I think the GMs are also waiting, you know, because I think at the end of the day, all these guys are going to get sort of different looking deals, you know. Really? I don't think, I don't think everyone's going to get the similar deal. I think they could be all over the map because every team is different uh, their situations are different. And so, you know, um, but there's a, but there's a lot of money off the market right now, waiting for these whatever seven or eight or nine guys. Do you talk to the other agent? Like, who's who represents Kachuk? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't know. I know Octagon has Line A and uh, Connor. Uh, yeah okay the, the Winnipeg guys no oh, Rich Evans has Connor they have Lainey and Ratnan alright so uh, Darren Ferris is a buddy of mine with Marner okay you know but I think it's just a you know uh, and of course with Marner in Toronto in the media God bless them, the prior... everybody's going to get 10 million dollars and are sheeted so I think the expectations have gone so up so you guys up. talk to each other do you, do you or how much a little bit we're competitive with each other but we, I'm friendly with most agents so yeah. we talk but I think it's important too you know you're as much as you're looking at the marketplace your job's to do the right deal for your client and yeah. so if that were to happen um, organically with the club, you know, that's your, you know that's the deal you, you're, you're going to yeah. do. And what other guys do is what other guys do.
0: Jerry, can we do this? Uh, we're getting a tremendous response here. Really positive. Uh, people like your tone. Can we can we have you come in next summer and join us as well? Anytime, Bob. That'd be great. Thanks uh, for having right. me. From the Sports Corporation, uh, Jerry Johansson. Do you know what the website is off the top of your head? It is uh, I don't even know what it is. Sportscorporation.com. Sportscorporation.com for any uh, parents are that are maybe looking for a little bit of information. But as Jerry stated, they've got more information than ever did before. Kurt Hill is the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. you got a couple players there right now for the Oil
1: Kings, don't you guys? Yes, they're getting started. Those kids, they I, I'm not ready for hockey, but the kids are already playing. It's they're, like, are ready they're, or not? All right, we'll get an update from Kurt
0: after we go to a global news weather traffic update with Kerry McAfee. Once again, Jerry, thank you for coming by.
1: Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.